welcome to the Everything Theatre podcast, brought to you by Everything Theatre, a theatre review and interview website covering more than just London Fringe Theatre. Each week we'll bring you interviews with some of the best that Fringe Theatre has to offer. We'll talk to theatre makers about new shows, hear about the art of making the plays, talk about some of the wonderful venues you may never have heard of before. In short, we will chat Everything Theatre and what makes it tick. So let's dive straight in and hear what today's episode has to offer. This week we've got Jamie Sefton. Jamie's show A Thousand Sons is um, one we reviewed last year at the Camden Fringe. And he was also on the show last July now. The show is coming back next week, or this week it'll be Camden's People Theatre, 1st and 5th of November. 9 p.m. Jamie, love to chat to you again. Uh, just remind us who you are and then we'll talk about the show. It's really good to be back. My name is Jamie. Uh, I am the writer and actor of A Thousand Sons, which is a 45 minute play about uh, British nuclear test veterans. We spoke, say, so we spoke last July. We'll put a link up if anyone wants to hear back about that one, where we, t- we talked a lot about the show and it's sort of where it come from and that. Um, so we won't repeat that. But I mean, the show is basically just a sort of summarize the show it's it is following a man's journey from the nuclear testings back in what 19 1950s wasn't it yeah and how it's affected his life throughout throughout his life till today yeah yeah um so where so, so since last july so since we spoke where have you been where's what's happened to the show so i spoke to you just before <clears throat> just before we opened at camden fringe uh, in 2021 uh, which was great really good run there it was half 11 in the morning which is always a it's a fun thing to do with a show <laughs> other than other than that timing it was uh, it was really good really well received um and we'd always been plotting edinburgh fringe but obviously with the pandemic and everything and that being pushed back um and it not coming back fully in 2021 um we decided to hold off until 2022 um so after camden fringe it was basically just gearing up for edinburgh that being said kind of in September of last year, I was invited to perform the show to a group of um, nuclear test veterans and their families at their all test reunion. It's called so any test, any nuclear test that people are in. Um, everyone's welcome, basically, if they're involved in in the uh, you know Cold War testing, or if they're families or widows or, or, or anything like that. So that was a quite uh, it was a great and very humbling. Um, experience that to perform that to them and you know I was talking to them loads afterwards to like a couple of hours of just chatting to them oh, all wow. um which was great um it was it was really you know it was it was, it was interesting it, it was it was just lovely to talk to them and and to see that they they received the show really well as well they 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 loved it which was you know the biggest praise you can get for something that's based on someone else's life how how i mean what was it like because i know you i mean obviously to put the show together you spoke to veterans anyway didn't you what was it like putting the show in front of them how was that more nervous than sort of playing anywhere else yeah absolutely absolutely the the it is then again i think with with this topic it's you know if, if someone's bringing awareness to it that's the main thing. And I think I went in knowing that I was invited there to do it. I think they knew what the play was about. Um, some people had to leave because it was quite triggering, which is, you know, absolutely fine. And then they were very sweet and came back and said, you know, oh, it was great. It just 
I couldn't, and I was like, no, it's absolutely understandable. Um, yeah, but it was it was nerve nerve wracking. But you just so many different organisational things you have got to get ready. You just kind of focus on that, and then you're there like, oh, let's hope they like it. If not, oh well. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I mean, what's it, what's it like before a show normally when it comes? Let's say, um, is it you're so focused? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, as a performer, do you get do you get ex- I mean, do you get excited about actually? putting the show on in front of people do you get more nervous what's what's it like as a performer to sort of put the show on you know when you first walk out to that stage yeah um it's great having like a lot of people in the audience um it for me personally I can't speak to every actor but I think it's probably similar um the audience adds like 20 percent onto whatever you your best rehearsal you can do your best run with with your team an audience there just adds another kind of level on top of the energy, the energy there, and like, and and the connection, and all of that. Um, so I, I really look forward to performing in front of audiences. I don't really get nervous for that. The only time I've been nervous for audiences is uh, was when I did it to the veterans and their families. Uh, I think the first performance is always a little bit like, oh, because that's that's kind of like first pancake, kind of like trying to even out the, the everything. Uh, once that's done, once continuing with the run, it's it's great, yeah. And um, I mean, on that, and I, I don't want to draw on this too much, but I mean, I say 11.30 a.m. start at Camden Fringe was the most bizarre. I mean, it, it's weird. When i done Edinburgh, that was enough, you know, normal 11, 12 o'clock starts at Edinburgh in the morning. You get used to because you're going all day. But I come to Camden and see the show and just coming to the theatre for 11.30 in the morning was absolutely bizarre. But, and say, let's go, I don't want to sort of, drum this in but there was about six of us in the audience which i think you expect for 11 30 how was i mean does that make a difference to you as as a performer does it in case once you're performing you're performing with there's one person or 100 people once i'm performing i'm performing but that performance you went to was the was the lowest thankfully i guess also um it, there was a significant difference there i think with with i don't know what it is i think i think maybe if there's more people, I guess the energy's higher because you need to reach more places. That's that's a very practical way of looking at it. If there are fewer people, you're just trying to connect with literally six people. It, in the moment, it's fine, and and we run like it's it's fine. Um, if it was a run of having very few people in every night, that would be very demoralising. Yeah, that, that would that would that would reflect on the energy levels and the acting as well. The camera friend surprisingly was all right. Actually, um, we had a couple of pretty well sold performances even regarding the uh well i'm thinking didn't you do the friday saturday sunday or so was it friday saturday sunday or something i mean yeah, I'm sure, friday, i know saturday, i come in the week a weekday yeah i think so and then it was um uh we had one kind of outlier performance as well before all those three yeah yeah it was i just i just remember it's really weird i mean it, it's weird coming out of a theater in daylight that's what I found. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, even a matinee, it's supposed to be getting dark, isn't it? Um, but yeah. before it must be weird because you must have to start earlier to get yourself geared up for it, do you? Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> At Edinburgh, it was three pm performances, which was perfect, absolutely perfect. Because like we have, you have the whole day afterwards, mm. you know, from four till whenever, to do whatever you want, and then you know. You can see shows in the morning. You can prep in the morning, or if you're hungover, that's fine because the show's at three. It's it's great. That was perfect. Um, and this time around, nine pm. That's okay. That's that's better than eleven thirty in the morning. Definitely. Yeah, we're actually part of a double bill as well, so that's that's good. So people can come and see the show before us at quarter past seven, uh, and then see us after that. Yeah, and I'll 
say, um, yeah, because I, I did, because that's quite common up there, isn't it? Are they doing any deals by any chance? Are they doing two for one deals or sort of on the ticket, you know? Double, double bill deal, it's two, you get two the tickets for both shows. Uh, so I'm, I'm running first the fifth and then one show's running first yeah. the second and the yes. others. Yeah. So any of those of those shows, you can get two tickets for £16. Okay. Um, uh, I think tickets for both shows for which is pretty good for sort of two you know a couple yeah, so of hours you, of theatre. If you went two full price tickets, it would be well. I don't actually know what their price yeah. is, but I think it's normally twelve pounds. Um, so that'd that be twenty-four. And um, I've come prepared this week, so yeah. And the first, the second is Walking Cats, and the third, fourth, and fifth is Learn to Fly, which yeah. I'm I might try and get across and see Learn to Fly before I come and see yours as well because do, that does look interesting. It's really really good. Apparently, um, uh, yeah, I'm seeing it on the. Saturday. I think they've sold out a couple of performances, so I get on that quite Brilliant. Quick. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah. To be honest, I was hoping they might send some oppressive sort of invite. I was going to try and come to review a double or come and review them and then come to your show, but I'll see what I get up to on Friday. Um, right, back to back to a thousand sons anyway. So yeah, so so what led up to Edinburgh? So say, did you do any sort of festivals or anything sort of earlier this year to lead into Edinburgh? No, we did not. We just kind of just went into it. Edinburgh's uh, oh no, sorry, we we didn't do any festivals. We did have another preview at the Etcetera, which was needed just to get it back on its feet in front of yeah. an audience. Uh, but no, no, it, since Camden Fringe, life, you know, gets in the way. Um, and uh, we were basically just prepping for Edinburgh. It's such a big thing to prep for, especially for a one person show. No, it was, it was, once we were there, it was, it was great. And, um, and so you say, so you've done a free PM at Edinburgh. So how, how did the run go for you? Yeah, it was brilliant. Really, really good. We, Edinburgh ticket sales are like they're heart attack inducing because you 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 walk on and it's just so random. It's completely random because you're like, oh great, there are three people in the audience today, and then you walk on and it's twenty people. It's like it's just out of nowhere. You can there's no way of predicting it at all. But it was great. Um, just the you know, the community there, the vibe, and connecting with other people doing one person shows, especially actually for me was great. And people loved it. Um, they really really liked the play. The very kind words uh, had some great reviews in as well. Um, had some interesting people see it yeah and it was great it was great we only had one performance that was that dropped below a, a certain threshold of tickets and everything else it was it was surprised me how how well it sold and I was really really grateful for that yeah and I, I mean I yeah I mean Edinburgh is very much a case of so often you plan on the day what you go see that it's 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 a very strange thing to look, just literally walk I mean that's why that's why they fly you in the streets isn't it try and sort of you know grab you to sort of, you know, oh, I've got a spare space in my diary for three o'clock. I'll go see this show. I, I mean, the, the, the maddest I'd done at Edinburgh was um, literally bumped into the two performers at a drinks um, part of the Underbelly fest, um, session yeah. stuff. And they, they had like a press sort of um, thing. So I went there and bumped into these two performers and they said, oh, we're on in an hour's time. Why don't you come and see us? So literally, I went straight from the sort of meeting them at the press drinks to go watch and perform an hour later. <laughs> but... yeah, you just connect with people randomly and you just bump into them again. It's, it's hilarious. Um, it's... it's great. It's, it's a great time. Though. From a show point of view, did, has the show changed? Is, is it still the same show from sort of 18 months ago? Have you developed it on? What's changed? So the script is really similar. Um, actually, I, I, and also... I'll talk about Edinburgh first because that didn't change much. Um, the script was the only thing that really changed. Um, it updated because uh, I don't want to give anything away, but it's it's, it's seventy. It, it journeys Bertie's life, the character's life, from 
the destination of the bomb up to the present day. And we did it in 2021. The present day was 2021. Now it's 2022. And stuff has changed. Um, yeah. Which is what I want to get on to. Yeah, because that's yeah, yeah, we'll quite interesting. But, oh, okay, so you've updated. So, yeah, no, but this time around for Camden People's Theatre since Edinburgh, um, we've brought on a director um, and a set designer and a sound and light designer. Um, and it's oh. been great. The staging has changed. The script is still very much the same. There are elements that have been tweaked. Um, and it's been updated since you saw it last year, definitely, with just new topical stuff. Um, a lot of that, by the way, I got from talking to the veterans after performing it to them. So they give me their stories, and I, and I kind of just thought, well, I need to incorporate that somehow, because it's a representation <laughs> of, their, of their stuff. And it's and it's nothing nice. I'll give you that warning. It's it's not it's not happy stuff. It's a heavy... I mean, it is, it's a very heavy play, and there's moments in it which really... I mean, again, won't give too much away, but I think I, I, think I mentioned it when I reviewed it. The... The moment of detonation is one of the most intense moments um, of theatre that I can think of for a long time. It's quite, it's, it's fantastic and it's harrowing at the same time. It is an incredible piece of drama. You directed it yourself last year, didn't you? Was you self-directing, or did you have someone on um, board? I remember. I, I had kind of, I would say, a a big helping hand of an associate director that came in for kind of. Uh, her name's Jack Vessel. She was one of my tutors at drama school, and she's kind of championed this play. I was very, very grateful to her. Um, but it was it was over lockdown and it was kind of like, a, a you know, we had a few sessions over Zoom and stuff like that and it was tweaking okay. bits here and there. But I basically, um, basically self-directed, yeah. Mm. Uh, for the so how, so how, what's, it, how, what, what's it like having a director now then? Is it, I mean, you're not so precious that you don't want to mess in with what you'd already put together, is it? Is it did you just say to them, like, you know, whatever you say we'll, we'll do? Are you sort of quite open to all their ideas? Yeah. I said, whatever you say, we'll try. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ben, Ben, who's directing it, is a, is a great director. He's directed me before, and he's a friend as well, and he, he saw it in Edinburgh. He kind of came up with these ideas. My, the reason for bringing a director on is I, there's just this feeling that, you know, it could level up. But mm. I kind of realised that as the writer and the, you know, the only actor there, so I don't have anyone to bounce off either, I, I realised that I couldn't make that call of what had to improve. Um, so I really needed a, a proper external set of eyes to direct the entire thing, um, which Ben did brilliantly. And there were a couple, we had like a really intensive weekend last weekend rehearsing and there were a couple of uh, slight um, artistic differences, but we tried it and uh, they do normally work. And when it comes to it, I'm going to be the one on stage, not him. So I can throw that off. <laughs> um, no, it's been great though. Have you, have you, have you sort of, has it come out of things though and you've thought about why the hell didn't I think of that though? Is it sort of in the moments of like, that's so obvious now? Um, kind of. So there's, there's, there's technical stuff really. It's, it's to do with the bits in the script that have been altered for tenses to make sure that we know exactly where we, where Bertie okay. is because he jumps through time. Yeah. Places, you know, that stuff I was kind of like, oh, I should have cleared this up, but also I'm not sure it, I think, I think it got the point across anyway, but the reason it had to be tightened up this time is because we've made real distinctive staging choices and the language has to has to um, reflect that. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of, I, I haven't really been like, oh, I should, why didn't I think of this? I don't think to anything. <laughs> um, but everything that's been brought on in the current form that it's in has been, yeah, it's been a really good ideas. Um, Just yeah. take it, like I say, step, taking it on another step, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah. So let's get back to the say the actual play. So when we I say I know when we spoke last year, it was what I found fascinating was just 
you'd clearly researched your topic in some re- some real depth. And as you said, you spoke to veterans, you spoke to people about this, and it was all all the play was based on testimony, wasn't it, from people? Yeah. So, what has changed in the last year? Say, because I know when I think if I remember rightly, last year there was still a lot, or there I think there's been court cases going on, hasn't there? Is has there been any major developments in what's happened with this? with the, those people, you know, the court cases and that in that year? Yeah. Um, in terms of court cases, there, there hasn't been anything. They were sh- shut down to all spoilers again for the play. Uh, they've been <laughs> shut down so many times uh, with that, that, yeah. But in the last year, I think in terms of progress, it's the most they've had at all. Really? The main thing that happened was they met with Boris Johnson when he was in power. Um, <laughs> when he wasn't on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... You know, I think is probably, I think personally, is probably the one of the worst prime ministers to meet with. But the fact is, they, it's the first sitting prime minister that's met with them, ever, yeah. ever. Which is um, still something. Whatever prime minister it is, it's still yeah, something it's, to get you massive progress. Yeah. And and the and the campaign to get them there was huge, um, and they did. And you know, John Morris, one of the veterans, uh, the veteran that was there with with Susie Boniface and. Alan Owen and other people that were that organized it. Um, he made Johnson listen, which was great. I wasn't there, but I, I've had all, all told to me since. Heard about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, you know, sm- like just this, this, this guy's, he's must be in his 80s, late 80s now. Um, he's still incredibly eloquently spoken and he's still fighting for it. And he let Johnson know exactly what he thought of the complete disregard for the veterans. And it was great. And it, it moved Johnson. So that Truss, who's mad that this is also a different prime minister, um, Truss made a kind of promise or pledge for some money towards them. It's a complete token gesture, I think, to be honest. But it's again, it's it's a signifier, I think, for something that's it's you know progress is happening. Yeah. So there's there's a chunk of money to be put into uh, education and uh, you know awareness of, of this topic. I think. Um, it equates to very minimal compensation for the actual people that have been suffering and fighting mm. for it. But it's something, stuff is happening, not in terms of legal stuff, but in terms of awareness and politics, stuff is happening here. Brilliant. Do you, um, having sort of researched all this so much and sort of got so involved and met so many people, is this all quite personal to you now when you hear about these sort of updates and that? Is it is it quite, you know, is it more a personal thing than a professional thing in some ways? Yeah, it's interesting that. Um, it's still very much professional as well because it's, it's always research. Mm. Um, but talking to these guys um, and talking to their families and talking to people my age that are, you know, grandchildren meeting them they've I think they've been so generous with what they told me they've also just been so incredibly nice and kind and and accepting of this guy that I have no familial relations to it as I've probably told you before mm. um I've kind of come in from an outside perspective and I've but they've just so they've welcomed me with open arms to this community I think when I did it for the veterans last year um Alan who was uh, running the event kind of said like yeah you're you're kind of part of the community now which was um which was yeah it was lovely it's a tough thing when it's so relevant, when it's so active and there's, it's such an active thing and it's such a social issue that I, I care very deeply about as well to then, you know, market it and be professional about it as well as, as uh, but I think I've got the line. I think I've got a good balance, I should say. Yeah. 
So let's dive back to the play. So you're playing Camden People's Theatre Tuesday to Saturday. What is was that already planned before Edinburgh, or did that come off the back of Edinburgh? It was planned. It was in talks before and, and confirmed while we were there. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I'm really. I, I was just always really excited for. My friends, um, a couple of my friends have done projects there, and just the of spoken very very highly of all the team and I can verify that they are brilliant everyone that works there yeah but obviously like that's it's one thing to just be like oh oh that'd be nice but it's another thing to actually do it to actually secure and um, secure a place where it's tough uh, and we've been very uh, fortunate actually um from from uh, the artistic director and the team there to to pick our show for their autumn season yeah it's really exciting I'll confess I've never been it's it's one of those venues I've never been to so um it's, I, I've got to work out how to get there yet. Yeah? <laughs> very, very easy. Uh, Warren Street tube station. Is it Warren it? Street? I'll, I'll, I'll Google it later. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> is it, and then so, it, and I, I think kind of what the answer is going to be. Is this the end of the? So these five nights here. So you've done Edinburgh, which is always sort of like I said was always the plan. You're doing the five nights at Cannon's People's Theatre. Will this be the end of the play, or are you still looking that there's still sort of legs in it there's still life in it for next year yeah there's there is still life in it um we there are a couple of different things i think we want to do a tour of the country in some respects maybe not like an actual like wham like loads and loads of this tour but there are there are certain areas that we want to hit um a big reason for this is i've i've talked i've been at conferences for the for the veterans and everything like that and these guys really want to see it but they're old um they're not going to come to london to yeah see it. Also, a massive thing about the play is there are people in every community that know someone or directly is, you know, family tied to someone that was there. You know, having it always in London or Edinburgh, which is the complete opposite side of the country, is, isn't very accessible. Um, and I want to, at least once next year, see what I can do with theatres, touring it around and, and to get people in. Um, and I've been talking to people from that, the BNTBA and the communities and stuff like that about... Um, about where and which theatres they think might work, uh, people that are involved. So that's great. So that is that is in plan. There's nothing set in stone yet, but that is the plan. Also, there's there's just other kind of uh, avenues we want to take the play as well. Won't say anything more with that. But yeah, I think in terms of kind of programming this in the London theatre, potentially that might be it. But it completely depends on you know interest and things like that as well. Um, yeah. Would it be a case of, I mean, are you looking at military areas where there's sort of, you know, old sort of army bases and that? Was that sort of with the areas you'd look to tour around or? No, not really. It's more just um, just sit, kind of trying to hit regions, really. Trying to hit like Manchester and then York and the other, that kind of thing. And then yeah, I know I know that it's it's the north and the Midlands that I, I, we, we want to hit, really. Yeah, but I mean, military base is a is a cool idea as well, and <laughs> we're, we're talking to we're actually talking to museums, I think, at one point about potentially doing something there. So, you're yeah, kind of right lines there as well. But there's all, potential but, there. all after the fifth, to be honest. Like up right now, I'm focusing on <laughs> um, focusing on next week. Next week, uh, yeah. And um, something that comes up in the play is about um, obviously the official secrets acts and sort of. There's suggestion that some of these old veterans who were sort of trying to make and make this, you know, public knowledge, were maybe lent upon by officials. Uh, 
Um, have you had any strange things happening to you? Do you think you're being sort of monitored by MI5 or anything at the moment because of your involvement in all this? Um, no, I, I don't think they'd have a leg to stand on to try and spy on an artist. Um, although there, I don't know, freedom of speech nowadays, who knows? No, no, no strange had, men on the street corners. Yeah, I haven't had anything like that. And, and I, I will actually say at this point as well, there are, there are Shadow Secretary of State for Education, uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey, has been massively supportive of this entire thing, uh, as in the campaign for nuclear veterans. She kind of organised the meeting with Boris Johnson and these veterans. So I think, you know, there might be shady parts that still, the Ministry of Defence still has a lot to answer for, I think. But um, but actually, there are people in politics right now that are, that are doing good stuff as well. Um, she's not the only one either, but... Um, he deserves a special mention, I think. Was it, was it, is it Ben Wallace? Was he the Veterans Minister? Or am I getting the names mixed up there? That sounds right. Yeah, it rings a bell. Um, he was quite, I mean, I know I, he was sort of quite well regarded. I'm sure, I know the, who, if it was Ben Wallace, whoever the Veterans Minister was, was quite well yeah. regarded, wasn't he? The one that's just been reinstated. I think there so, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel awful. I, I can't remember his name. Lose, lose track of who's a minister or not at the moment. Because, yeah. you know, it's. I was character. basically losing track of who's prime minister and not in the moment. So. Yeah, but the veterans minister, I know exactly the same, like I can picture his face perfectly. Uh, the one that's currently in is really quite well regarded by the communities of nuclear veterans, I think. So hopefully, you know, hopefully this will just keep make pushing. a difference. So this, yeah, so, so yeah, so hopefully next year, sort of some sort of tour. Have you got anything else in the pipeline or are you still really 100% focused on this at the moment then? No, I think, I think the reason why I kind of don't want to focus on you know, that's, that's the only kind of avenue that I need to focus on is getting something in, which I say only, that's a lot of work. But um, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I want to, I want to write new stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm currently in the process of, of uh, actually making a company as well to publish under instead of just my name. So yeah, so me and me and a, a, a couple of other people are, are putting that together to produce uh, new work. Um, and that's something I really want to focus on next year. Uh, new writing um, and new new stuff balancing that with hopefully getting a thousand suns out because there's uh yeah there's a, there's a lot of there's still a lot of call cool to see this people people mm. still want to see this um yeah but i definitely i so focused on this for the last two <laughs> years now that i really want to kind of do something you know kind of itching for it without getting rid of a thousand suns as well yeah will it be i mean and I think this play proves you can, you know, you you can write a good a sort of a, a good story. You know, you you know how to make a dramatic play here. Do you think this will always be something you edge towards in sort of this style of play? Do you think it'll be always this sort of based on sort of testimony, based on real events, or are you sort of very open to what you're going to write in the future? Very very open. Um, to be honest, I yeah. I like the style of, of A Thousand Sons with the, the integration of verbatim and stuff. Um, I kind of I can't just happen upon that. Don't know how it's some point in the <laughs> development process. Um, but I'm really open to anything. I, I kind of want to do... I, I, I think, actually, I, I don't really want to do something historical. This isn't for any reason that I've had from A Thousand Sons, but I don't want to do about an event in the, in the past. A Thousand Sons, obviously, is in the past, but it's also in the present. It's like yeah. through, through history. But I, I really want to focus on the now st- stuff happening now. I think, um, and I think everything that I'll do is will be based on stuff, based on real life stuff. I think everything is um, to an extent, uh, which is a very artistic answer. 
Stupid. Um, but, but you're always there with social, sort of, some sort of leaning on social issues and that. Yeah, yeah, um, or yeah, or just yeah. I think so. I think I think I've got a couple of ideas, um, but we'll uh, I'll hold off on them until we're ready to be. <laughs> it's, 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 you just face it. You, I mean, as we record this, you're what three days away from opening the game for another week. So you must. I mean, I'm amazed you can think of anything else but this show at the moment. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's probably procrastinating. It's just like, I'm just doing all this other stuff when it's, it's, it's right around the corner. I need to get ready for the Camden People's Theatre run. It, it so, must be, yeah, it must be so far. I take it you saw next few days are absolutely jam-packed with last-minute promotions, last-minute sort of checking stuff out. Yeah, a lot of marketing um, and also a lot of set building. Um, me and my set designer are going to build our set in my flat, pretty much. Not It's not like a big set either it's just props and stuff oh, it's got to be because you're on with someone else page you've got to be able to move it on and off the stage easily haven't you exactly yeah 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 that's going to be fun a 30 minute getting that's going to be great oh well um yeah so lots of bits to do over the weekend um but i'm looking really looking forward to it opening. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the set now actually because obviously when you've done the camden fringe there was there was no set was there really i, was, I think it was a chair wasn't there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it's the same with Edinburgh. Um, and this is still, I'd say, still quite a minimal set, but it's um, it's using the space well, I think, is, is what I'd say. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. Right, so let's uh, let's wrap up by sort of getting back to the show. So, say, Camden, uh, Camden People's Theatre, 1st to the 5th of November, say 9pm, but do it as a double bill. Walking Cats, 1st and 2nd, Learn to Fly, 3rd, 4th and 5th. God, I'm so well organised this time. Usually, I, I ask, I ask, I usually ask the guests, say, "Oh, what are you playing against?" Oh, I can't remember, but I actually wrote it down today. So let's talk about. So, so come and remind us why we should come see a thousand suns next week. What, what is it that we should be coming along to see it for? It's a thousand suns is a very entertaining piece of theatre. I think it's it's gripping, it's powerful, and it tells a story of real relevance today for a community of British veterans and their families and their children who have been uh, the victims of a scandal uh, for the last 70 years. Um, and it's slowly, uh, right now, stuff is being said, stuff is being built up, and this play is a dramatic and explosive uh, way of communicating that and educating audiences. As I, I know I saw it last year, loved it. I know we saw it in um, Edinburgh. I think Anna saw it in Edinburgh, and she absolutely loved it. She went off my recommendations. <laughs> I, I convinced her. To, I, could, I wanted someone to come and see it in Edinburgh, so I convinced Anna to go and see it. I know she really enjoyed it. So it, that, really looking forward to this. I say, hopefully you'll be paying to packed houses sort of all week, um, as opposed to the, sort of about six of us, in, <laughs> um, et cetera, fear to that very strange yeah one morning <laughs> it was just just seeing uh, it's just so weird comes to even getting up and leaving to come to the theater early just felt so odd it was a very weird experience yeah i'm happy you enjoyed the show <laughs> i i say i love the show i'm so glad i saw it and i'm really excited i say i'm really forward to come and see it again just to sort of you know just see see it again with you and hopefully see it w- with more people around me because I think that'll be sort of that changes the effect from the audience point of view it can make it a different experience from an audience point of view as well so yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this Jamie it's been an absolute pleasure say all the best for next week and say and do keep us in touch with what goes on next year as well I'd love to sort of find out what you're up to next year as well great thank you Rob you're welcome Jamie bye bye see ya thanks so much for listening please check out our website at everything
www.ghostsmedia.co.uk where you can find reviews and past interviews that we've done. And please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes where we'll be talking to more of the amazing people who make theatre the wonderful place it is. This has been Everything Theatre. We hope you enjoyed. <laughs>